sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to our number two, the morning after live right here on this Monday, all across Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and the Spiz Grizz Network. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here to start off your new week. A, com- a ton coming your way here in our number two. A ton of baseball, Major League Baseball on this Monday, our daily Diamond Dash with Craig Mish, the prop perspective with the home run prop king in Tom Vecchio before we get into the play in tournaments around the association tomorrow. And speaking of this time, one before the play in tourney begins, we use it to reset, to look at the postseason around the association and find your value from a future perspective. Also a busy couple of weeks in store in the National Football League, about two and a half weeks until the 2023 NFL Draft, the opening round on a Thursday, April 27th in Kansas City. A ton has happened in those markets, and it all ties into what we have already seen and what will continue to play out this offseason. Big news yesterday in the National Football League. The OBJ sweepstakes. A number of teams have been at least rumored to be in contact with Odell Beckham Jr. Recovering from that ACL injury he suffered in Super Bowl 56. This team here had interest. That other team around the NFL had interest as well. And yesterday, we received some clarity. The Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens. And Odell Beckham Jr. have come to an agreement on a one-year deal around $15 million for OBJ to now join the flock in Baltimore, a new acquisition in the National Football League since 2021 in Super Bowl 56 as a member of the L.A. Rams. He was integral in the Rams' run to a Super Bowl, 50 or more receiving yards in all three playoff games to get to Super Bowl 56. He had two touchdowns that postseason, including 52 yards at the halftime break and a score against the Bengals in the Rams' victory in Super Bowl 56. Now, it's interesting to see what the contract means for Odell Beckham Jr. in Baltimore. A one-year deal, $15 million is what he is guaranteed to make, it appears, with incentives to make this at least $18 million if he performs well for the Ravens next season. Now, Odell Beckham Jr., when healthy, is one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. In his first six years in the NFL, five of those opening six years, he played at least 12 games. And in those five seasons he had at least 1,000 receiving yards in all five of those years but now he has not played in over a year this will be his fourth NFL team what exactly does it mean for Baltimore and who will be throwing the new Raven Odo Beckham Jr. passes in the 2023 campaign that is now the question how does Lamar Jackson feel about this a new acquisition finally Baltimore investing again in when healthy one of the best wideouts in all of the sport so Lamar Jackson might be thinking to himself now all right there's an investment in the quarterback of the future here 
in Baltimore. Finally, you give me a piece on the outside that I can fully take advantage with here in our offensive disposal. Quickly, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after live on this Monday. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. Speaking of getting in the mix, Odo Beckham Jr. on his way to Baltimore, signing a one-year deal worth $15 million, up to 18 mil based on incentives with Baltimore yesterday. However, OBJ has not played since 2021 and Super Bowl 56. He caught 52 yards worth of receiving yardage and a touchdown pass in that opening half of Super Bowl 56 as a member of the LA Rams. But now he's a member of Baltimore. And what does this mean? Not only for the Ravens overall, but of course, the quarterback who will play for the flock under center in 2023. Right now, Lamar Jackson, still under that franchise tag, $32.4 million, is what he is due in 2023. And you can see what the odds have to say for Baltimore. Still a win total of 8.5, and, and the over has plenty of juice. A 9-8 and eight winning record, could that be a playoff team? They are slightly favored to make the postseason in 2023. The second best price to win the AFC North, although it has become longer. The same for their price to win an AFC championship at plus 1,600 as well. What will this mean for the ongoing contract negotiations between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens brass? Again, about two and a half weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, a lot of teams have come out fortright and have said, hey, listen, we're not in to Lamar Jackson. We are not going to get involved or we are not interested in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. One NFL team, though, has said we are at least going to do our due diligence. That's the Indianapolis Colts. Currently, of course, Indy needs a quarterback. They draft number four overall. There has been some conversation at the very least, that Indianapolis could trade that fourth overall selection to Baltimore in return for Lamar Jackson. But at this moment, currently, you can see Anthony Richardson is the favorite to go number four overall to Indianapolis, only 50, 50 cents behind another quarterback, Will Levis. So what is Indianapolis going to do to address their quarterback position moving forward? A trade or a draft selection? I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on the morning after on this Monday morning. Welcome back and thank you for joining us all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Now time for the Daily Diamond Dash live right here on TMA. Craig Mish joins us here, our MLB insider across the grid, and of course the host of Newswire that starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on Sports Grid. Craig, thank you for joining us. The second weekend of Major League Baseball action now in the books. A ton to discuss. Again, only about nine or ten games across the league. A small sample size, but we can start to perceive a little bit of what is going to happen this year on the Diamond. Thanks for having me, Ben. I think it's been an interesting first 10 days of the season. Less conversation about pace of play, more conversation about actual baseball being played. That's for sure. Which is a very, very good thing because the topic of conversation entering the year was that pitch timer. Now we're focused more on the action. Some surprising starts 
around the bigs. And this weekend, Craig, capped off with a big victory on Sunday Night Baseball. San Diego on the road in Atlanta. They win their final three games of this four-game set to take the series victory 10-2 to yesterday over the Braves. So San Diego lost the opening game of this four-game series, Craig, and then won the final three. Two teams that we expect to contend for a National League pennant. Two of the three best prices at this moment on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Craig, what is your main takeaway from this weekend in Atlanta between the Braves and the Padres? Yeah, I mean, I, I think depth on the side of the Braves starting pitching in the back end of their rotation could be something to keep an eye on as we go forward. Now, let's also keep in mind Max Freed uh, was hurt on opening day. He was placed on the injured list. Michael Soroka has yet to pitch back in the majors again, and so they've been throwing this uh, kid Schuster out there, and I know Dodd got lit up a bit yesterday. So the Braves are going to have to get that figured out one way or the other, either internally or they're going to have to go outside the organization to get that straight. But make no mistake about it, the Braves have had no issues figuring that out over the course of the season. And on the side of the Padres, I, I think you have to say that Nelson Cruz has been a bit of a surprise for them thus far. A couple of home runs, three hits yesterday. Cruz been, you know, last year, let's be real. I mean, it looked like his career was over with the Washington Nationals. They didn't even trade him at the deadline. Nobody wanted him. Signed a one-year, $1 million contract, which is as low as it gets. And, and clearly he's having an impact thus far with the Padres. So a yeah. uh, good start for both teams. Both teams, I think, are going to be in it to win it at the end. But let, let's definitely keep an eye on that Braves pitching staff uh, moving forward. Right now, San Diego and Arizona, Craig, atop the National League West, both with a 6-4 and four record. So you mentioned it. Some surprising news here to start off the 10 games of 162 in this Major League Baseball regular season Craig are there any teams when you look at the World Series odds you feel differently about now than you did maybe a week and a half ago before this Major League Baseball season got underway yeah not really Ben I, I think that a lot of the judgment doesn't start for me until we get really to Memorial Day where we can see where these teams are you're going to see some shifting back and forth the only thing that I would say and I know we're going to dive into this a little bit further is that like the worst buy time on a team like Tampa Bay has to be right now, you know, undefeated 9-0. Right. And, and you know, just it would be silly to think that, that you'd be buying the ultimate high ticket right now on that. So, you know, I still like Seattle, and, and they have a series we'll talk about coming up this week. One of the players I do like tonight involved there. But what's interesting, Ben, is that we're just getting these matchups that we've never seen before. Usually interleague play comes and goes, and now it's all interleague play just so many teams playing against yeah. each other that we don't normally see so that's something to gauge as we go to forward to yeah craig as you mentioned tampa bay of course off of that perfect nine and oh start before the year 20 to one to win the 2023 world series now nine dollars shaved off that price plus 1100 so craig all nine victories for tampa bay including yesterday against oakland have come by at least four runs what does yeah. this start mean craig for tampa bay the rest of this very long major league baseball campaign yeah i mean it means that they're beating the teams that are in front of them ben and whether it's washington sweeping them or oakland sweeping them i personally think coming out of the series unfortunately the oakland a's been boy this could be a really excruciating season for them they, they look like by far the worst team in baseball and it's not even close I, I guess once they just traded sean murphy away that was pretty much the white flag on the season now that takes yeah. nothing away from tampa bay their pitching has been fantastic this kid jeffrey springs we've talked about to win the cy young if you haven't got in on that yet you're running out of time here because as the season goes on you're just going to get better and better uh, you know rays mm -hmm. clearly at some point are going to lose a game 
but and, and I and I hate to say that about a club because, because the schedule has just been so soft beating Washington and Oakland. But now starting now is when you need to start really monitoring them because the, the competition yeah. will get a lot better <laughs> as of today. Tampa Bay home favorite today, minus 162 on the money line as they host their divisional foe from the American League East, the Boston Red Sox. So, Craig, as you look at Tampa Bay, obviously a very long season. They're now the favorites to win the American League East. They now have the third best number to win the pennant in the American League as well. What will be the key for the Rays to sustain even a similar level of success the rest of the way? Well, they're hitting like crazy. Everybody seems to be getting on base. You know, names that are not household. This is the same thing that they've been doing for years, and so that's working. But there's no question that the health of their pitching as the season goes on is going to be the key for them. Can McClanahan finish a season? I mentioned Jeffrey Springs, Rasmussen. These are not guys yeah. that are used to throwing 160, 107 innings. But, Ben, what the Rays are great about is these like mystery sort of issues and shutting a player down and bringing him back a couple weeks. I think that's eventually what Tampa Bay is going to have to do. Of course, they have a great shot to win the division. But again, this is not the time to buy on that. Now is the time to take a look at Toronto right. or maybe look at the Yankees or look at the uh, Baltimore Orioles because, look, the team cannot be playing any better. And I understand that they're a big favorite today. We're going to wait on some big news with Boston. If they lose Adam Duvall for any period of time, Tampa Bay probably mm -hmm. a good wager tonight as well. But simply put, got to wait a little bit, 10 games in, not the time to start buying a team that's undefeated. The time now is right. to be very happy if you have a season win total ticket on the over of the Rays. Yes, that's the time to be happy. And conversely, fading them was not a good idea. Of course, a 9-0 unbeaten start is always surprising in baseball. Not overly shocking, though, Craig, as you've laid out for this Tampa Bay Rays organization. A playoff team last year in a wild card spot. The number one overall seed in the American League postseason the two years prior. Speaking of playoff baseball, in October in the American League, a rematch today of the division series from last year. That would be between the Guardians and the Yankees. It went to five between New York and Cleveland last year with the Yankees coming out on top. Craig, a rematch today here in the regular season. Do you believe both Cleveland and New York playoff teams once again in 2023? Yeah, there's a, there's a there's seven and a half as a total tonight. I, I feel like this is probably an under. Uh, you know, Cleveland, it's still cold there. They haven't hit very much, but they've been playing close games and winning. And I, and I do think that Herman of the Yankees is going to have a better start than he had the first time out. So this, I think, is probably a 3-2 game or a 4-3 game, kind of 5-2 game, kind of feels like that going into tonight. And, uh, and, and look, you know, Cleveland's always going to be in it, Ben. They're going to rely on that starting pitching in their bullpen. And so I mm -hmm. think they'll be in it also, uh, you know, toward the end of the season for sure. The ace for the Guardians, Shane Bieber getting the start tonight in Cleveland, a New York team on the road. The other New York team at home, a battle of aces between the Mets and the Padres. You Darvish for San Diego, Max Scherzer for New York. Craig, where do you find the value in this star-studded matchup on the bump? Yeah, this is a good one here, and, and I do want to say that the, the Mets lineup tonight could be missing Starling Marte. He left last night and, and you know, injured himself sliding into third base. So, you know, more specifically, Ben, as we wrap up to get into who I like tonight in DFS, I do like Scherzer, but I think playing Darvish on the other side may be the value here because, again, not having one of your best three hitters in the lineup. To, I don't think uh, Marte is going to play. Maybe I'm crazy, but he left the game early, didn't come back. He is 9,300 tonight. I'm going to spend up tonight on guys, and I'm going to also play Julio Rodriguez against Drew Smiley, lefty versus righty. 
leading off. So hate to do it without any value tonight, Ben, on the DFS side, but sometimes you just got to pay the prices. Pay up for you, you Darvish and Julio tonight in the night slate. The forecast at Wrigley, above average winds blowing out. Something to know offensively. Craig Mish, thank you very much as always. We'll talk again tomorrow. More of the morning after, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning, Ed. Live right here on this Monday to start off a new week. If it is a Monday, that means the prop perspective. The jack-of-all-trades in prime form as the NBA regular season has now come to a close. It's playoff props, or at least postseason props, from Tom Vecchio. And, of course, the home run prop king, 10 days into this Major League Baseball season. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel joining us live right here on this Monday on the morning after. Vecchio, as always, Thank you for taking the time to join us here to start off this new week. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is arguably one of the best months and best times right now to be a sports fan. NBA playoffs are starting. MLB is getting into full swing. Uh, NHL is in its final week. I am ready to go. Yep. Final week of the regular season on the ice as well before the marathon. That is a sprint known as the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway as well. Vecchio, we start in the NBA. The regular season finale yesterday postseason positioning up for grabs for many teams around the league but some pretty comfortable in their spots so it was a silly Sunday to say the least the Golden State Warriors scored 157 points on the road in Portland 55 in the first quarter Udonis Haslam in his final NBA game 24 points for Haslam in his finale with the Miami Heat Kenneth Lofton Jr. Kenny as he is known the big man in his first full game or second full game as a full-time NBA player 42 points 14 boards make sure you pay attention to Kenny Lofton Jr. Trey Mann Theo Pinson Peyton Pritchard all record their first career NBA triple double so Tom on the regular season finale Sunday in the association did you even attempt to find some value from a handicapping prop perspective uh, there was certainly some value to be found with some of these bench players that were going to be seeing starting roles. Obviously, as you said, a lot of teams were locked into their position, so they were simply resting their starters, getting ready to go for the play-in or the playoffs, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. This is obviously a very tough time because we're seeing a, a huge differential of players that are not going to see the court realistically when it comes to the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're seeing you know 35-plus minutes. So you can obviously find some value in those last few days, but obviously this is a, a brand-new season, I want to say, moving forward. And to see teams yeah. run with seven, eight-man rotations in the playoffs, very, very tight rotations, is not going to be a surprise. So it's going to be sticking with their main starters, the players that see high usage rates, and are going to be simply on the court. One day off until we dive in fully to the NBA postseason. Play-in tournament action begins tomorrow. The 7-8 matchups in the both the East and the West starting in Miami. The Heat a five-point favorite against the Hawks. The Lakers a seven-point favorite out West against the T-Wolves. Then on Wednesday night, the 9-10 matchups, we have the Thunder and the Pelicans in the Western Conference, the Raptors and the Bulls in the Eastern Conference. Vecchio, as you get ready, for postseason basketball in these play-in tournament games, what are you keeping an eye on right now? 
Well, we just want to confirm that all the starters are going to be playing. I think that's uh, my assumption going forward that everyone will be good to go. And then ultimately, it's going to be trying to find as much value with as many unders as I possibly can, at least when it comes to the play-in. You know, as you as you mentioned, like the Warriors scoring 150-some-odd points. And there were a number of teams yesterday that were scoring well over 120, 130 points. That's obviously not going to be the case as we get into the play-in and the play-in playoff tournaments and all these sorts of things. So I'm going to be siding with as many unders as I possibly can get. Uh, obviously, given the odds, uh, PRA unders, points unders, whatever it might be, not expecting these games to be these track meets that we saw the past few days. So assuming all the starters are good to go, even though that should put their offenses, I guess, in the best spot possible, I still think the unders are the route to go for the best possible lines. A really good point. Out of the four play-in tournament games we have right now on paper, the lowest total is Chicago and Toronto, 215 and a half. Every other total for the three other play-in games, at least 226 points or more, including one for the L.A. Lakers. Vecchio, who won three straight games to end out this regular season to clinch that seventh spot in the Western Conference. They're a seven-point favorite, the largest spread here in the play-in tournament games that we have so far. Now, when you look at the Lakers, Vecchio, to end out this year, like you mentioned, speaking of totals, eight straight overs to end the regular season as well. Now, 10-1. to 1, to win the NBA's Western Conference Championship. Vecchio, the title has it for the graphic here. Do you think the Lakers are a contender or a long shot in this Western Conference postseason? Ultimately, they are going to be a long shot. And, you know, while I think they can probably beat the Grizzlies, maybe the Nuggets, depending on how things go, I think they have a very difficult matchup if they happen to, you know, go up against the Clippers or obviously the Suns. And I think those are going to be my two favorites coming out of the West. You know, Memphis with yeah. the, the lack of size, still though Steven Adams, he's going to be out for the remainder of the year. The Nuggets kind of looked pretty bad to, in the final two weeks of the season. They have a lot of question marks for me, those two teams. And I think it leaves the Suns as the clear favorite in the Western Conference. And then yeah. the Clippers just present such a difficult matchup for a lot of opposing teams, as we've seen, uh, you know, as we saw just last week against the Lakers, that I, I don't see the Lakers getting past either of those two teams. So I will be taking the Suns 10 times out of 10, even ahead of the Clippers. And then the Clippers would be number two. And I still think the Clippers offer a ton of value, you know, given where they are right now. Yeah, right now, Phoenix has the third best price to win an NBA championship, plus 460. The best number, of course, from teams from the Western Conference as the Suns are the favorites there. The path in the postseason, those seed lines, now very important as well, Tom, because Denver is the one, Phoenix the four, the Clippers the five. That's a very tough slate on that side of the Western Conference playoff bracket. The two is Memphis. The seven most likely is the Lakers. The three, Sacramento, who everybody believes is up for grabs. And then Golden State, the reigning NBA title winners in that sixth spot out west. So, Becky, you saw those NBA championship odds. Here we are, the day off before the postseason begins. Where do you believe the value is right now as you look at a team to hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy in a couple of months? Well, like I said, I like the Clippers, but I also think the 76ers at nine and a half to one are really interesting because they match up you know, pretty well against the the Boston Celtics, who they presumably face in the second round. And I just think the differential between the number one and number two seeds for the East, or even just to win the championship, and then that drop-off from you know three and a half from the Celtics, essentially, to nine and a half for the 76ers, I think that gap is too big. So if they were able to get past 
the the Celtics in the second round, that number is going to plummet for the 76ers. And again, I think they can go up against this, the Celtics and the Bucs. And I just like the value that it objectively presents uh, for Philly. So I will be taking the yeah. 76ers as I was at the beginning of the season. I still think they offer a ton of value at that spot right now. Objective value, I agree. There are some concerns perhaps over the health of Philadelphia in the postseason, what James Harden is going to do. And Doc Rivers does have that track record that at times in playoff basketball over the last decade or so is not all that illustrious. But he is the jack of all trades. That is Tom Vecchio. So we now move on to baseball. A great matchup in New York at City Field today, Vecchio, between the Mets and the Padres. You Darvish gets the start for San Diego. Max Scherzer on the other side for New York. The Mets, a slight home favorite, minus 144, the over-under 7.5. Vecchio, what is your expectation for this battle of aces between Darvish and Scherzer? I think, you know, at face value, things look like this would be a spot for the under, but, you know, Scherzer has been pretty shaky to start the season, and I'm, I'm never going to be doubting his potential. I just don't know if this is a spot that, like, I ha you have to make a play. Like, this might be a spot to simply stay away. So I actually lean towards the over despite the pitching just because they've kind of struggled. And, you know, Darvish, only is this is only his second start of the season. He had 91 pitches in the first start. I just don't see him going super deep into the game, and I don't see him racking up the strikeouts. So ultimately, my favorite would be Darvish under five and a half strikeouts. The Mets are only striking out 18.1% of the time versus right-handed pitching. That's the third lowest in the league. Granted, we're only 10 days into the season, so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, it's not going to be a super long leash for Darvish. He's never been a massively high strikeout pitcher. And with Scherzer struggling against that lineup, it just doesn't yeah. you know, make me comfortable going toward like a dead under in this spot. So it's probably stay away from the total and go with Darvish under strikeouts. The Padres scored 10 runs yesterday in Atlanta on Sunday night baseball. Scherzer has a 6-3-5 ERA so far this year, has given up at least three earned in both of his starts, including five in his most recent outing against the Milwaukee Brewers. So, Vecchio, as we look at the National League pennant, the Brewers, in fact, have the best record in the NL to start this year at 7-2. The Braves remain the favorites by 10 cents over the Dodgers. Then San Diego, who has one of the best records in the National League West. As you perceive the National League to start off this year, Vecchio, what do you take out of the first 10 games of this season that might paint the picture the rest of the way? Um, my takeaway would be not to overreact. You know, the Braves are struggling right now. The Dodgers are struggling right now. They're, they're still the betting favorites to win the NL, and I don't want to overreact. We know that the Braves started off kind of slow last year, and then they, you know, peeled off. What was it, 15, 16 straight wins, whatever it was, to kind of vault themselves back into, you know, contention for the number one seed. So right now, despite the Braves and the Dodgers struggling, like, you can't bet on them because their odds haven't moved that much. So they might have to go on some like massive losing streaks or you know the Padres the Mets go on these massive winning streaks for their Aza chains then I would have interest but right now it's kind of you know wait and wait and see where things go the Brewers at nine and a half are pretty good I still have hope that the Phillies are able to get healthy get Bryce Harper back and can kind of make a run so at 12 to 1 the Phillies would probably be the second spot to go all right home run prop king where are we going on this Monday night across Major League Baseball that would be with Teoscar Hernandez for the Seattle Mariners at plus 280 to hit a home run. As you mentioned in the previous segment, we've got some nice hitting weather in Wrigley. Uh, Hernandez has a massive 363 ISO last year versus lefties, a 45% fly ball rate and a 50% hard contact rate is absolutely massive going up against Drew Smiley, who had 1.56 home runs per nine. 
two righties last year in a 448 slugging with a 43% fly ball rate. So uh, great hitting weather, oh. massive power, Teos Hernandez, Julio Rodriguez, you name it, they could be going deep tonight. The ideal 40-40 matchup. Also, you saw the prop for an NHL game tonight as well. He is the jack of all trades. He is the home run prop king. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel, as always, we appreciate your time. More of the morning after here on this Monday live on SportsGrid coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on a Monday, on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 1. 59. I am Ben Stevens. Our sportsbook conciliary joins us now. What does conciliary mean? It's an advisor here to offer up that advice based on where the odds are across the sports landscape and on this off day from the NBA with the regular season finale yesterday, the play in tournaments, the official start of the postseason beginning tomorrow. So Dave Sharapan, as it is nighttime in Pittsburgh, we thank you for joining us here on the morning after. <laughs> Good to see you guys, uh, Benjamin. I wore the Lakers stuff because um, apparently yeah. everybody's talking about the Lakers and their possibilities of uh, this this postseason run that they're going to go on, mm. starting with, you know, the opening game is seven-point favorite, so that's done Ooh. deal. Just move right on to the seven seed. That's simple. And then we go from there. So, I mean, you know, I, you guys got all the graphics. Just lead the way. Tell me where we're going to go. You know we're going to talk a little bit of those Lakers as well. I jumped in last week on the advice of our good friend Kevin Walsh, a 12-1 number for L.A. Now that number a little bit shorter. But let's go overall big picture here, Sherapan, and look at the NBA Finals odds to be that last team standing hoisting a Larry O'Brien trophy in early june the bucks enter the postseason as the favorites boston mm. behind them by a dollar and 30 cents the suns have the shortest number of teams from the western conference sharepan here we are with this off day after the end of the regular season before the play-in tournament the official start of the postseason begins tomorrow when is the right time dave in your estimation to bet one of those prices to win an nba championship any time between now and the play-in game starting you know, because once you get a little more clarity on the play-in matchups, tighten those odds up and then go from there. Yep. So you're good to go now. I mean, the Easter Conference isn't changing, those those two teams. I can't believe what an overwhelming favorite it looks like that the Eastern Conference is right now over the Western Conference mm. team. So that's what those numbers tell me. Um, we shall see. You know, maybe I've been out West too long. But I think actually that, you know, the Suns might have a chance. The Warriors might have a chance. I believe yeah. last year, oh, Benjamin, help me again. Who won, the, who won the, uh, the championship last year? I can't remember off the top the of The Golden head. State Warriors. Yeah. Golden That's State Warriors. right. Their fourth title That's in eight right. years. Yeah. 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 Those teams win too. So a uh, mm -hmm. little short on those odds. A little short on those odds for the Eastern Conference. It is really interesting, Dave, because the two teams that have the two best prices right now to win the whole thing in NBA championship, 
come from the same conference. One of those two teams is going to be eliminated before you can cash an NBA championship ticket. But all year long, Dave, the story out east has been the battle for the top spot between the Bucks and the Celtics. They end the year one game different from the other. Milwaukee, the best record in the league. Boston, that second best mark, both in the Eastern Conference and around the association in general. It's 55 cents of distinction from the prices to win the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee, the favorite, plus 110. The Celtics, plus 165. And then Sherapan, over a $3 drop-off until the Philadelphia 76ers. Why is there that distinction between the two teams at the top, Milwaukee and Boston, and everybody else in the Eastern Conference? Well, you just said it out loud. It's everybody else. Mm. There's no distinction. I can't believe the Sixers are even 5-1, to one, giving them just the, an outside shot. Everyone after that, I can't believe these prices are that far apart, but I can because who's going to bet them? Listen, you guys are right there, right there with the Knicks, living it, seeing it every day. Do you think the Knicks can win more than one playoff series? Absolutely no. not. Anyone listening in Miami think the Heat are a serious contender to win more than one series? Probably not. Toronto, Atlanta, you can keep adding zeros to them. They're not winning. Um, so that's that's why. And it will help the reason why those odds to win the NBA championship are so low on those top two teams is because the road is a lot easier to get there than it is in the West. The West is going to be a little bit of a, a puzzle and a little bit of a harder trip. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we got the Derby coming up in a couple weeks. The importance of a good trip is important in the Derby. It's just as important Amen. in the NBA championship run. Amen. It's a very, very good point. We can compare it as well, Sherapan, to a bracket like we saw in the NCAA uh, tournament. Your I seed swear. line is important, but your matchup and the path to winning a conference title or an NBA championship, that takes precedent this time of year. A couple of those Eastern Conference playoff series, Sherapan, we have the opening odds for the 3-6 matchup that we currently have is Philadelphia in Brooklyn. The 4-5 matchup is Cleveland and New York. The Cavs a minus 215 favorite to win that series outright. The Sixers a minus 1000 favorite to knock off the Brooklyn Nets and to make pretty quick work of that team from Brooklyn as well. Sherpin, how do you evaluate prices to win a playoff series overall as we'll see throughout this playoff run? Well, there's calculators and stuff and you kind of got to work out the price um, based on what you think is going to happen and how many games. The Sixers price tells me that that's going to be a short series. <laughs> one. Well, the Nets may win one game. That's basically what that tells me. Cavs and Knicks, man, that's the series. Um, that's the series of the, of the first round in the East. And yeah. you guys know that I, uh, I think the Knicks are live. I think they can win that series. And, you know, that seems a little bit extra. But at the same time, you make the price in the first um, – you make the price at the beginning of what you think is going to happen in the first game. So yeah. minus 215 for the Cavs, that's the price. It's not going to change much if they win. If they lose, right. watch that thing swing.
Right. And we will see some big swings. Sherry Pan, we talk about it all the time. The best value, in my estimation, throughout any playoff run, whether it be here in the NBA or soon in the NHL for the Stanley Cup postseason, is how quickly those odds to win outright, just the series, whoever comes out with a series victory, not in how many games or what exactly that margin ends up being, just who wins outright, how much it shifts on a game-to-game, day-to-day, night-to-night basis throughout the postseason. Sherry you already talked about how difficult the path is really for any team in the Western Conference. It has been a jumbled mess all year long. Phoenix is the favorite to win the Western Conference crown. The Suns are perfect with Kevin Durant, yet they're in the four spot, but they're the favorites. The Nuggets have the best record, the number one seed in the Western Conference, yet they have the third best price. Golden State, the reigning champs, are in that sixth spot, yet they have the second best number. So, Dave, how do you make it make sense when you look at the odds compared to the seed lines of the Western Conference? Pretty surprising, actually, that the Warriors are that low and the Kings are that high based on what the Kings have been able to do all season, especially at home, and they got home court. So um, make it make sense? It's hard to make sense of this right now because home court used to mean something back in the day, and it means nothing now. All the teams without home court are better odds, lower odds, more favored to win than the teams with the home court. I don't remember seeing that too many times in my history of sitting in a risk room and trying to make sense of the numbers. So times are changing. The game has changed, you know, between the way it's called and, you know, three is more than two. All the different things that the NBA has become has resulted in, like, conference odds being made based on those things and not home court. Home court is less valuable now than it has been at least in a decade yeah i mean think about it golden state more than likely is going to have to be on the road throughout every series to win a western conference championship depending on what happens in the two seven that more than likely is going to be the lakers and the grizzlies phoenix at least is going to have to be on the road starting in the western conference semifinals so sheriff and you teased it as you came on to the show you are wearing the lakers gear it is time to have that conversation about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Los Angeles. Right now, the Lakers, who will play in the play-in tomorrow against Minnesota, have the fifth-best price at 10-1 to 1 to win the Western Conference Championship. A dollar shorter somehow, Sherapan, than where they were even entering this season. They were 16-7 following the All-Star break, making that number a heck of a lot shorter as well. So, Sherapan, the title of the graphic is really the question, long yep. shot or contender, which one is Los Angeles? Oh, by a lot of people's counts, they're they're a contender. They're for real. A lot of people that I respect uh, put some serious money on this and have those close mm-hmm. to that 33-to-1 odds. A lot of people. Um, our own K-Dub has been a Laker guy for years now. I mean, and, and it's years. okay. Since LeBron got there. But we're betting on the health, okay? We've seen them when they're healthy. They've been one of the best teams in the league since the All-Star break. They've been okay. And LeBron got hurt. I think AD is the key. AD stays in there, keeps playing. They're going to be hard to to knock out of a playoff series. Let's put it that way. Again, the path will dictate. 
how far they go. I think the books are okay taking the bets on the Lakers to win the championship. Let's put it that way. I think the books are going to be yeah. just fine taking those bets. That's that. It's good for business when the Lakers are yeah. back. And as of right now, Ben, they're back. It, 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 they that's okay. There certainly are. And you're right. Yeah. You could think two years ago in the playoffs, they had an early series lead against Phoenix. Anthony Davis Ooh. gets injured. That completely goes the other way. So we focus on the play-in tournament to start, as it will tomorrow. In the Eastern Conference, the 7-8 matchup, Miami, and the Heat will take on the Atlanta Hawks. Had to come back to my mind. The 7-8 out in the Western Conference. It's these Lakers against the Minnesota Timberwolves. L.A. right now, a seven-point favorite share, Pan. It is the largest yep. spread in favor of anybody here in the four matchups that we have on paper to start the play-in tournament. How does the odds, or how does the risk room, rather, go about setting the odds, Sherapan, for these winner-take-all games where if you win, you're into the postseason? Pretty simple. It's just the same process as it is during the regular season. Um, this one tells me that the Lakers, we got to find the number where people are willingly going to give you their money and bet on the Timberwolves. That's that simple. This is, this is going to be one of those one-sided games where – the books are going to need the Timberwolves at a higher number than seven. This is starting at yeah. seven. This isn't closing at seven. But that's okay. Um, I'm interested in the total as well. 229 you see for the opener for the total. Yep. Um, I think that one's coming down myself, but we'll, we'll see how that moves. Because playoff basketball, and again, now this is playoff basketball, a little Correct. tighter. Well. You know, maybe a little bit less foul calls that's what that's what odds makers and risk rooms are thinking about well just to clarify here this is postseason basketball the playoffs do not officially begin until after oh, yeah. the play-in tournament that is the yeah. new indicator in the nba but sherapan knows that yeah. very very well dave thank you as always we round out the morning after up next live right here on sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after as we close out our two hours together here on this Monday all across the Sports Grid Network. Sirius XM, Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across that Spiz Grizz Network, that being Sports Grid, I am Ben Stevens. A Monday Live right here on TMA. A robust slate of Major League Baseball on this Monday as well. Yes, you can consider this the first best bet of a Major League Baseball season. What a changing of the garden times that is. But as we look at a certain couple of things around the bigs today, you have to trust the people that you enjoy spending time with and those that you consider quite smart. That's how I feel about Peter Apple from our good friends at Just Baseball Media. Scrolling Twitter during one of the commercial breaks, I saw a note from Peter that said the winds are blowing out above average to left field today at Wrigley on a unseasonably warm day at Wrigley between the Cubs and the Mariners. So, that's where I went. So before we say farewell, and before we say goodbye, it's time for a Major League Baseball best bet. It is time for bye-bye-bye. 
And our good friend Peter Apple was certainly on to something because earlier today he said the total was at eight between the Cubbies and the M's today at Wrigley in Chicago. But as we know, weather forecasts for Major League Baseball, certainly at this time of the year, are vital to how you handicap things. And often at Wrigley, more so than other areas, the wind and the direction it is blowing is huge for the over-unders that we will see in terms of the offense and what that output looks like and the total number of runs scored. It was at eight earlier. I jumped in at eight and a half with a little bit of over having the juice, a little bit of juice on that over. Now the total all the way up to nine, where the under has the juice between the Cubs and the Mariners. But over eight and a half runs between the Cubbies and the M's. Maybe we'll see a ton of offense with the wind blowing out to left today at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. That does it for this Monday, live right here on the morning after. We'll be back tomorrow on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Steve. We'll talk next.